You're listening to Campus Review Radio. Hi, it's Lauren, Education Editor. Daniel Valiente is the General Manager for Job Access, an Australian government initiative to try to get more people with disabilities into employment. I spoke to him about a toolkit that he's about to launch today in Brisbane aimed at helping employers hire people with disabilities. I understand that universities don't have a legal obligation to hire people with disabilities. Given that, why should they be doing that anyway? Well, um, there is two things. They don't have a legal, a legal obligation to recruit people with disabilities, but they, you, they do have a legal responsibility not to discriminate. And that person with a disability may just be the best person for the, for the job. Um, and that is the way that we should view these things. Um, but there is also a moral responsibility to represent, the, um, to represent and to, to, in many ways, mirror the population that universities are serving. Um, we know that about um, one every five Australians will have a disability. We know that 25% of Australians will live at one point or another with a, with a serious mental health um, condition. So if we're not representing the, um, and we're not mimicking the populations that we are serving, um, there seems to be a disconnect in there. So, um, you know, in terms of uh, and in terms of the benefits of employing people with disabilities, obviously you are tapping in a much larger talent pool. Um, that is about um, that it's about two million people with disabilities in Australia, and only a million of them are currently employed and participating in the workforce. Um, so you are opening up also. Um, you are also opening up. Um, your recruitment in terms of um, the talent pool that you can access. Also, I think that it just enhances your brand. It also tells people with with and without a disability that you will be flexible, that you will look at different ways of of servicing your community. So it's got a number of intangible um, a number of intangible benefits. Um, and I think that lastly, the other the other really important benefit is that. Um, it helps you with your culture. We know that um, being inclusive and being diverse as an employer enhances the culture for both the employee and anybody that is that is accessing your services. So for universities, it will be crucial to be able to do that. Given there are all of those benefits, why are they not hiring people with disabilities as much as they could be? Um, Look, obviously there is a number of issues in terms of our perception of what people with disabilities can and cannot do. Um, I think that there is still um, intrinsically linked with the fact that we believe that people with disabilities can only do entry-level jobs. And, and I'm not talking about specifically universities here, but I'm talking about employers in general. Um, we know that in the in a, in a recent research that the Department of, of Social Services conducted, 77% of all employers in Australia, of employers in Australia um, were willing to employ somebody with a disability, but only 35% of them exhibited any behaviours um, related to the employment of people with disabilities. So there is a little bit of disconnect on what we want to do and what we are doing. Um, many of the employers also tell us that, um, you know, employers feel that they are alone, that they're not aware of what services out there to support them should they employ a person with disability. We know that around 70% of all employers felt that it was a step into the unknown, um, which is quite conflicting with what is actually happening because we know that about 10% 
Um, we know that about a million people with disabilities are in the workforce, so they are already there. Some of them haven't disclosed, so we are already working with them. Um, it's just that we don't know that. And I think that not having that visibility, um, I think that not having, um, the, for, for employers not to have the exposure of employing people with disabilities or in terms of, um, in terms of um, having people with disabilities at the workforce, I think that that makes it difficult. Um, and it makes it difficult because it makes us it, it makes us nervous. We don't know how to approach them. We don't know how to talk about their disabilities. We don't know um, what things we don't want to offend anybody. Um, but we don't know if we've been offensive or not because we don't have that exposure of working with people with disabilities day in day out. So I think that that is the disconnect, the lack of exposure, that creates that fear. Uh, do you think there's also a perception that? there would be a financial burden or a resource burden associated with hiring a person with a disability? I think that that is correct. And, 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 and that's something that is being brought up by, by employers in the past. Um, the reality is that we are already providing flexibility to those that are carers, to those that um, to those single parents that, um, that, may be, that may be employed by us. Um, I myself, I've got two little kids, one seven and one five. And modern life obviously dictates that I have to work and my, and my, and my, wife, my, my wife has to work. Um, if I was to have a conversation with my employer around flexibility, um, you know, let's say um, I need to leave every Wednesday early because you know, I need to pick up my kids. Um, yeah, suddenly the conversation is very different if I ask my employer, or well, I need to leave early every Wednesday because I need to go and see my psychiatrist. But it shouldn't be a different conversation. We're already providing flexibility. So it's all about the stigma that is attached to disabilities rather than the burden that a person with a disability um, uh, can create in terms of financial burden or resources burden. Um, it's just not a reality. What's the proportion of people with disabilities who want a job but can't get one because uh, they believe that an employer thinks that their disability is a barrier to them being employed? Look, I don't know the exact numbers. What I know, it's about 10% um, of people with disabilities are unemployed at the moment in Australia, and that is double um, what a person with a disability um, that people with disability do have. So um, about 40% of them are not participating actively in the workforce as well. And that is compared to about 16% of people without disabilities. Um, so, so, so the numbers are staggering. It's, it is something that obviously we need to correct long-term and universities play a, a crucial part on that. Um, we've done a lot of work um, with, with several universities. And one of the things that we discovered probably about um, three, four years ago, and we did some work with UTS in that, is that MBA students are not taught specifically about how to support people with disabilities. What are the benefits of employing people with disabilities and people of diverse backgrounds in general? Um, and I think that there is a disconnect in there in the type of education that we are providing our managers of the future and the workforce that they are going to encounter because they will work with people with disabilities. They need to. In a competitive market of recruitment, they need to open up to a wider um, a wider recruitment market. Um, so if we're not training them 
um, as, an as, a, as education institutions. Um, the question is, why are we not acknowledging that people with disabilities are already there? We know that about 33% of people with disabilities are in management positions. So, you know, if we're going to be co-workers, if we're going to work for a manager that's got a disability, if we're going to manage somebody with a disability, why are we not talking about that um, in our business um, courses, in our business education? I think that that is a really, really interesting question that universities need to ask themselves. Um, and I know that a lot of universities are fairly active um, at the moment in the disability space. I know Curtin is really active. I know um, Monash is very active. And in fact, we've done seminars with VTS, with Monash. We've got one coming up with Curtin very shortly. Um, we've got one also in Flinders University. Um, so there are universities that are trying to, to, to correct in many ways the fact that these things have not been acknowledged. And this will, these things will all be open also for the students, the students that need to be um, aware of what services are out there because in turn, they need to be their best advocate. They need to also be able to inform employers, look, these are, these are my, um, my accessibility needs and this is how that can be accessed so you don't have any burden to your pocket. Universities are obviously trying to enhance their efforts in the disability space, but how are they going so far compared to other industries in terms of their hiring practices? I think that universities are very progressive. Um, universities, by nature, they are very progressive. Um, and I think that we are seeing more and more people with disabilities accessing universities, uh, university studies and in terms that is leading them into academia. Um, so I think that universities are making huge efforts to try and to make inroads in that. Um, for many years, people with disabilities were just not being educated. Uh, they were not accessing um, they were not accessing tertiary education um, or, or the type of education that would lead you to academia. Um, we know that now with adaptive technologies, we know now that with support, people with disabilities can actually achieve anything that they wish to achieve. Um, so I think that universities are making a huge effort. I think that in the future, given that they are trying to bump up the number of students with a disability that they have, that is going to self-correct in terms of the number of academic, academics that they employ at universities as well. Is there anything else in the toolkit that you haven't mentioned that can assist universities to hire more people with disabilities? Absolutely. So there is a lot of um, materials around the recruitment of people with disabilities, how to make sure that your recruitment practices don't have any um, inadvertent barriers to people with disabilities. It also provides um, it provides really good practical ideas on um, how to interview people with disabilities, how to approach in terms of developing a champion program for people with disabilities, um, and just making aware of what type of disabilities are out there and how to work um, best around the flexibility and the support that we can provide so that person with a disability can perform at their best. Is there anything else that you would like to add? I think that um, the efforts that some universities have put on in terms of trying to educate those future management uh, managers, I think that that is a really, really important piece that universities are playing at the moment. I think that acknowledging the fact that people with disabilities will be out there and educating the future managers on how to deal with these things and what services are available, um, it's crucial. 
And it's also going to be crucial in that we need to, universities need to take responsibility in providing the information around what services are out there so students themselves can be their best advocates. I think that that's going to be a really important thing as well, because universities don't just have a responsibility to educate, but they also have a, a responsibility to prepare people going into employment um, and how you can develop their employability. And it's going to be very, very important for people with disabilities in the future to know what services are available so they can also um, advocate on their behalf. Well, thank you so much. No problem.